All right, welcome to another episode of Australia's Toughest Podcast, Hardest Truly podcast. Rotten Potatoes. We're in the studio with the original gang, and we've also got a guest. So I'm going to let uh, the gang introduce himself, and then I'll I'll go through our guest. What's up? It's it's gang member number one, Hayden. Uh, pleased to be here. I'm the handsome one. That that's that's all. And it's me. Your Rustafari. Wait, is that a thing? Rustafari? Rusty? Rusty? Is that a kind of potato? Yes. Rusty. Rusty's potato. Rusty. Your Rustafarian Morgan. And I'm not going to do the voice. Uh, Mitchie the Menace here, not to be confused with Mitcho the Menace. Uh, checking in. And Declan's obviously here. So, on the I line. Just just oh, sorry. Because, uh, yeah. Again, I am the handsome one. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And I'm the Rustafarian. Let's not forget that. On the line, we have uh, live from Sydney lockdown. Uh, he's a comedian. He's an author, novelist, and today he's a film specialist. It's Benjamin Stevenson, everybody. Some of you may know him from the Stevenson Experience. Some of you may know him from his book, uh, Either Side of Midnight, which I've read. Some of you have been spreading the rumor that he may have worked at Bell's Dry Cleaning about, what, 10 plus years ago? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a pleasure to be working with you again. I don't know if you remember me, but uh, you taught me how to iron pants for a few months. Oh, wow. I was like, it's sort of familiar, but I just didn't click at all. I look forward to hanging out with you in our 40s in the cancer ward because I'm fairly confident. There was some carcinogenics in that in that dry cleaner. Yeah, it, f- it felt like I was cleaning my lungs out, but also actually just destroying my lungs at the same time. So, Ben, you're a Southside Canberra boy as well, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, I grew up in MacArthur. Oh, I'm a Chisholm man. We got some Gary heads Gary here. Boy. Right around the corner. Yeah. Did you player. go to... Yeah, what primary school did you at? I went to Fadden. Oh. oh. So. And then high school? Uh, McKillop. McKillop. Yeah, that. Yeah. Baden had the weakest shops. You guys <laughs> just had like what, like a chiropractor, like one Domino's a chiropractor, there. a vet, and a Domino's. Oh yeah, the vet, and it was right at the school as well. I don't even know who would have rented That's those right. those places. Yeah. Well, we got deep ties here. So, speaking of deep ties, why don't we talk about Dark Tide from 2012? It's one of the best segues you've ever had, man. <laughs> I gotta yeah. yeah let shout out to that. So. Ben, how, what would you describe the genre of this movie? Like, at, at its base, it's a Halle Berry water movie with sharks. But if you were in a blockbuster, Fadden or Arendelle blockbuster, maybe back in the day, where would you expect to find this on the rack? Probably not on the rack. Probably knocked on the floor somewhere. I mean, the genre of this movie was somebody made a nature documentary and decided it was yes. too boring to be a nature documentary. <laughs> and if they reshot two shark attacks, they could sell it as a horror film. I think that's the general vibe that I got. Yeah. And I guess they wouldn't have had it on the rack at Blockbuster because it would have been in like a special glass case that you have to ask permission for the key for because it's like that good. And the key is attached to a hubcap. And you've got to go around <laughs> to the public toilets and, and somebody hands you the, the video there. Yeah, agreed. You keep saying it wouldn't be in Iraq. Is that because they didn't have Blockbuster in Iraq? Like, is that a, it was only an American franchise? Or what did they have in Iraq? Well, they certainly had blocks being busted in Iraq. Oh, yes. Yes. Very, very topical. Yeah. It's a shark movie. It's a shark movie. But it's also, it's not like Jaws where they are scared of the shark so much as Halle Berry is like a shark whisperer who seems to have a a relationship with sharks where she can guide them in different directions and like lightly caress their fins and things like that. Apparently, according to the, the dialogue in this film, she's one of the only in the world who can do this, who can swim with sharks and, and sort of not get killed by them. It's one of those brilliant films where they have an expert and they tell you this person is the expert, as you say, the only person in the world who can do it, and every scene in which she does this skill, somebody dies. (laughs) There is no evidence that she has ever been good 
at the skill at which the movie says that she has. That's, that's Just the true. fact that yeah. she survives, I think, makes her the expert, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, she manages to get out of there. She always has to take some collateral. Well, that's why, because everyone else is fodder. That's everyone right. else is the bait. She's she's on the boat giving them little nicks with scalpels <laughs> so they're bleeding in the water so the sharks stay away from her. But it's right. if you went up skydiving with someone who's like, I skydive every day, I've done a thousand jumps, I've never died, but the people that do it, I, yeah, they die all the time. They always use but the I'm bodies to land on to cushion yeah. the fall, right? <laughs> I'm the top marksman at the Stormtrooper Academy. It's a real solid credential. Well, I mean, my my thing is that I went into it thinking, all right, we've get a we get a shark death spoilers in the, the first like ten minutes, and from there you're sort of just waiting. You're yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's getting a bit scary. No. And that's that's pretty much the rest of the movie. And as you say, Ben, de- definitely like lots of nature documentary vibes. I th- I feel like a good thirty minute could have ended up on the cutting room floor that was just shots of seals swimming through the water <laughs> and dolphins. Yeah, it, it, it was it was too long a film for what it was. Yeah, it ended up being about an hour and fifty minutes, and I think there were certainly parts where. Maybe about half an hour in, Halle Berry was on her little ship just taking like two tourists at a time around the cove of (laughs) Cape Town in South Africa and was literally like, here you'll find some penguins (laughs) and over here are some seals and over here are some dolphins. And that went on for like a good 10 minutes. A lot of stuff. The general plot of a rich guy pays someone to do something that they don't want to do and they get into trouble, right? That's how you'd say the plot of the movie. That should happen in the first 15 minutes. We were 15 minutes from the end, my wife and I, and I was like, the incident that starts this film has not happened yet. (laughs) You know, if they'd have done that, if the end had been sort of 45 minutes and they'd have, uh, you know, we'll get to what the actual plot mechanics of the ending are, but if they'd have had that incident... 20 minutes in, then you've got something like The Shallows, you know. Yeah. The sharks can roam around. Yeah. You can get Mitch this... brought up The Shallows. But I'm like, yeah. still nothing has gone wrong and we are <laughs> 90 minutes into this bloody film. Well, it, yeah, it breaks the rule of shark movies, which is you got to have something happening. Like, that, that that's your only rule. Yeah. Give me I remember learning watch. that on my first day of film shark school. Shark school. <laughs> something's got to happen. Something's got to happen. <laughs> rule number one. Something's got to happen. So we, we, we kick this movie off. Halle Berry is on a ship with her pals. They're all loving it. She's we could got- give a quick rundown, right? So we got her French husband who does all the filming, whose name is Jean or Jacques. Uh, and I but think, you can call him Jeff. Yeah, but his, but his middle name, I believe, is Francois. And is that just French for the word French or for France or something? I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I, think, yeah. I think you're right there. Like I may maybe if I went to another country, maybe my nickname would be Declan Australia. Yeah, for Shrub. sure. Declan Absolutely. Aussie Shrub. Yeah. You're only allowed to be called Francois if you're born in the Francois region of Francois. <laughs> That's right. So so this Francois, there's a guy called Themba or Temba, who's kinda like an older um black fella, and he is like her spotter or something. She, he like supports her. Or He's the watches. eyes on the back of her head, yeah. and she's the ones on the back of his. And you know straight away the the rapport these two have. He's a he's an older gentleman. She's a younger girl. She's a go getter, and he's the old wise man who looks after her on the boat. And you know that there's a there's a nice relationship there. But look, things aren't gonna go so well for. And old there's mate. one other guy on the boat, right? Who's like the funny man. Um, yeah, so let's just call him the guy who like drives the boat and yeah. makes jokes. But he's just wearing headphones in that scene. We don't know he's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But no, he does a thing where um, uh, the the husband is filming and getting Halle Berry to do this voiceover where she's like, "The thing about sharks is they're more in- intelligent than you would believe," and she keeps doing this like narrating, and then um, the the funny guy like starts kind of like not wrestling her but like playing with her and like ta- and she's oh, like oh that is funny yeah she's yeah, like yeah. you stink and stuff yeah, and he's yeah. like you love it and and I'm like oh are they the couple because they're having this kind of flirty fighty relationship and then she's got her her older black guy who's like the eyes on the back of her head and I thought oh are they the couple <laughs> but then it turns out it's the French guy who who spends that whole time just being like please say the stuff for my camera <laughs> like 
I think on a boat, you know, relationships break down and oh, yeah. everyone's just sort <laughs> That's of so confusing. in a couple. Yeah. The boat's boat. moving. It's very yeah. hard to tell who's who. I think relationships are, and marriages are a very land-based thing. And That's as soon right. as you get on the high seas... International waters. Anything. Do you know what I liked about that opening shot where it, so the movie sort of frames it through the camcorder lens as they're filming this documentary? And it does all these things during that shot where the cameraman says to the boat guy, the funny guy, he says, I want you in the shot. And then the guy moves on the boat and then it goes back to the camcorder framing and he's not in the shot. And then <laughs> and then Tembe comes in and he's he's like, get out. Halle Berry's like, get out of the shot. You're ruining it. You're ruining it. And then he delivers lines to the camera for narration for the documentary perfectly like he was always supposed to be there. So the cameraman's just, he's like, do this, we're filming this, we're filming this. And then it's like, none of them are all like, oh, we're, we're not supposed to be here, we're not supposed to be in this shot. And there's no other way they could have constructed the scene as a film group. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And that scene basically leads into Halle Berry getting in the water. Before she does that, we do we 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 just we discover that Tembe is one day away from um, retirement. retirement. Yeah, he does say something like that, and and that is kind of a, a lightning rod for um he doesn't have long to live, right? Yeah, right. So 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 Halle Berry's like, you know what? There's actually more sharks down there, believe it or not. I'm going down one more time. He's like. No, I can't. I'm uh, my wife will kill me. I'm gonna get retired, and she's like, "Come on, please, come on." Yeah, she pulls his leg, and so does a shark. <laughs> but what's he doing out there to begin with? If he's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I quit a week ago. What are you doing? You know here? when you when you know when you're leaving a job, and for like the last two weeks, you are checked out yeah, mentally, yeah. and you're like, I don't have to care about any of this work anymore. He was doing that. He's That's like, right. I'm on the boat, but That's I'm just right. hanging out. Well, so, so he says that he'd be more help from the surface. Every Everything that he says is, i got a bad feeling about this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm two days from retirement. It, it's, they, they put everything in there to go, this guy's going to die by shark. Yeah. And I, I, so I was expecting like, all right, this is just going to be more people being like, I don't like the look of that water. It does take a long time. I feel like it's like 10 minutes before he actually gets eaten by the shark. And you spend the whole time being like, I know he's about to get eaten by this shark. But yeah, that, that inciting incident happens quite late. Like you, you're just sitting there going, can it just happen? So the rest of the movie can happen. Can we just get over this? Um, but yes, he does get killed and then it basically skips to one year later and Halle Berry is now kind of depressed and uh, she's just taking tourists in a really rinky-dink ship around the cove and like showing them animals and she specifically is like, how many people do we have on the ship today? And he's like, we got two. And she's like, but I want as many as that ship there has where there's like I don't know, 30 people partying on this yacht. Yeah. That yacht's conveniently not blood spattered like the side of hers. <laughs> I will say credit where credit's due, as boring and drawn out as Tembe's death was, they used the real sharks pretty well. Like, yes, for yes. A, It's low budget, but when it goes to CGI for the quick bit where he dies, it's mixed in with some good... Good shark footage, I thought. Yeah, we really had, good. We had to watch Jaws for the Revenge for this podcast, and that was very clearly like an animatronic shark and looked terrible. This was like ninety five percent of the time was real sharks in a tank or something. And I think when you bring the directorial prowess of whoever the fuck the guy is, John dire- Stockwell, John Stockwell to the table, the, the guy who has done such films as uh, Into the Blue. Um, what, what, what oh, was the what other was one? that other surfy one? So there's the one with Jessica Alba and then the one with Kate Stockton or the something. The point is yeah. the man knows sharks and, and you know when you're turning up to a... What's his name again? Stockwell. Stockwell. When you're turning up to a Stockwell production, you're going to see sharks. That's what you're paying for. That's what I'm you're paying, paying for. You're paying for footage of sharks. So <laughs> is, is Into the Blue the one with um, Paul Walker and... Paul Walker, and Jessica, Jessica Alba. Alba. Yeah. Also feature sharks. Yeah. And, and like hot surfy people. And I think Halle Berry and Jessica Alba have a similar kind of place in the pantheon of Hollywood actresses. So I can see that you would do one with one of them and then be like, all right, 10 years later, I'm doing another one of these water movies where there's sharks and Mm. attractive actresses. Well, I mean, she does well in a storm. 
as yes. she was Storm in the X Men oh, films. Very good. Okay. Thanks, well, guys. I feel like yeah. Jessica Alba's Oscar may elude her, though. I'm just <laughs> just throwing it out there. Wait, does know. Halle Berry have an Oscar? Yeah, she does. Was this made after she won the Oscar? Definitely. This what did is... she win for? Monsters Ball. It was Mo- Monsters yeah, Ball, that... and that's like the year. And that's that's the sequel. Yeah. That's the sequel to Dodgeball, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Goes, cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dodgeball's a prequel. No, it's the, cross- uh, it's the crossover of Monsters Inc. and Dodgeball. <laughs> Dodgeball. Yeah, it's a Pixar. Thing. That was good. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, so th- this was Halle Berry's career is really confusing because you yeah. got like the heights of like Monsters Ball, and then you got like Swordfish, <laughs> and you got like X Men movies, Gothica. Yeah. With the beautiful Limp Bizkit. Then you got James uh, Bond as well. She was a yeah. Bond girl. Die Another Day. So I think that this... Perish just once more. What this is movie... Monsters Ball actually about? It's Billy Bob Thornton. Yep, mm. that doesn't tell me anything. And I remember that. one scene where she's crawling around on the ground saying, I want you to make me feel good. I want you to make me feel good. That's the only scene I remember. That's from Monsters Ball, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's Ben, that's... And any insight here? Do you know what Monster B- Monsters Ball's about? Or... I haven't seen it, so no. Yeah, <laughs> no okay. Well... There we go. We I'll, know, I'll never know. Yeah. Then there's that other scene where she says that classic line, I want your monster's ball. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's where the name of the movie came from even. I don't, I don't know. She'd already done Catwoman at this point. So it's mm. sort of like, you don't yeah. know what you're getting with her. Mm. She doesn't do an incredibly bad job. No, she but was, it's sort of scattered. Yeah, I thought she was fairly charming. Well, I think most of her roles are just taken based on the location of shooting, right? Yeah, that one did feel like this one was a very like, we're in South Africa and I get to go swimming and fishing and see all these animals and stuff. Yeah, that sounds cool. Which is exactly what happened. I do find that interesting when people say that when they make movies, though. You know, they say it a lot about Adam Sandler's, oh, he just wanted an all-expenses-paid vacation. Old mate doesn't need a free trip to Mexico, yeah, right? He can, he can get there. He can spot a plane to South Africa. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we thought. And the other thing is, like, that might sound good in theory. You go, well, I get paid to go there, and then once we wrap, I'll just hang out there and holiday. The filming, you're on, like, a boat the whole time. Mm. You're probably seasick. Like, that boat was shaking a lot. They go through storms. They're in the cold water. Like, it wouldn't be as fun as you think when it gets pitched. Well, the, I looked a little bit into it. So apparently they had one porta potty which most of the crew would use, so Halle Berry couldn't use it, mm. and she was very seasick. Really? Um, that sucks. So, so she's having an awful time, yeah. but she did meet her husband on set, which is a love interest in the movie. Oh, wow. Well. Um, yeah, they got married and had, had children, and uh, so this was a big win for her. Mm, okay. I mean, it did lose like $24 million. But... Was he a producer on the film? Because there's that scene where no, she yells he... at him, stop using me to make money. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was such a yeah, weird that could argument. could be a component of this. <laughs> yeah, I've had that argument with my partner so many times. <laughs> <laughs> On a boat. All yeah. these schemes. Yeah. All right, so let's just do like the quick uh, plot rundown. So Dembe dies. Uh, Halle Berry's kind of over it. She's not doing the shark stuff anymore. She's taking tourists. They do that thing where they go, you know, the bank's about to repossess your ship. And she's like, well, not if I get a second mortgage. And then they're like, you're going to need a really good lawyer. And then her husband, who she hasn't talked to in a year, because he was there when they watched She's traumatized. She walked away from him. Yeah. She and she's living like... with Thembe's wife. Yes. Right. Who still yeah. works for her. Yeah. Exactly. She's fine. And seems it's to fine. really be quite encouraging. Like, get back out of the water. <laughs> it's what he would have wanted. I, 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 I did want to ask, Ben, did you feel that in that scene she knew how her husband had died in answer to your question that started with did you feel i felt nothing during this <laughs> <laughs> uh no it was really weird because she you're right she was so enthusiastic for Halle Berry to sort of you know rebuild herself but now that we're talking about it i actually reckon maybe she's like yeah you should go out there hoping that <laughs> It's like substitute. Leave the life jacket on the boat. Just go swimming. With I the talked shark. to the sharks before they cool. in the scuba tanks. You know all of the kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> so when he gets ripped in half, and it kind of does like a credits fade to the you know a year later, I was like, all right, what what is the plot to this movie? Usually the teaser scene at the start like sets up what the plot's going to be. But the guy's already dead. We know a shark did it. I was like, are they going to be... Is it a mystery where they're like, but why did the shark decide to eat this guy? He was so friendly every other time we swam with him. But no, it takes like another good, I don't know, 40 minutes 
before it happens but basically her husband comes back and is like hey i know we haven't talked in ages and i know that they're about to repossess your ship but there's a job coming and they're going to pay you a lot of money and she's like i don't want no job but then she she sits in her car for two minutes and has flashbacks of them bay of like the, the the one time we've seen him in the movie, which was just them on the boat already. And but then, it's in slow-mo this Yeah, it's time. in slow-mo. And then I guess she's like rethought her position. And so she comes back and she's like, what's the job? They take them to, to lunch with this uh, rich English guy who's a bit of a kind of pompous dick. And he's basically like, I'm going to pay you 100,000 euros to let me swim with a shark because I know you're the best shark swimmer around. And that's that's your whole plot. They kept referring to the point that she's the only person in the world who can swim with sharks. And I'm sitting there watching the film saying, well, obviously Halle Berry isn't the only person who can swim with sharks. So is it true that there's only one person in the world that can swim with sharks? And if so, did they get them for this movie for all the scenes where there's someone swimming with the sharks? And I, I just kind of am yeah, interested to... No. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that plot setup. The, the lunch in which the rich guy offers her money goes for about 12 minutes. It just It's like, come on, just offer the money. But there's nothing wrong with that plot setup. I mean, I got lots of you know Jurassic Park 3 vibes from that. You can go I'll somewhere take your word with for that it. setup once they take the money and get into trouble, but then they just go out on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, you're like, there's over an hour left to go. So this guy's very over the top he's an asshole he doesn't care for the rules and stuff this this english guy he's rich he's there with his teenage son who um we later find out is his seventh child with from three different women and the guy might also be dying of cancer so he's got a bit of a death wish but basically it's like a vanity trip it's i'm gonna i'm gonna pay you a lot of money you're gonna let me swim with a shark kind of like the people that go and like shoot elephants on safari or something well like yeah that. you don't really get his motivation you just think he's a fucking crazy person thrill seeker looking to do something exciting but you slowly start to piece together as you find out that he has cancer that like oh he's like trying to squeeze the last bit of juice out of his life and he wants to like look like a hero to his son that he didn't spend enough time with it kind of makes sense well let's just say it i mean he's breaking bad (laughs) yeah and that's that's so true and and there are a lot of um scenes that reminded me of breaking bad in this movie um The the, the seals (laughs) <laughs> lots of seals in breaking bad from memory it's been a while since i've watched it it skirts around a lot of developments that almost you know all, almost kind of elevate it so when he he just yell he his son just yells at him that he has cancer about three quarters of the yeah. way through and my brain went that's actually really clever is this guy out here to die mm-hmm. you know, is yeah. this what what is happening and then it just forgets about it (laughs) and then i realized what was happening was because i always get this dread when you watch bad movies particularly horror movies and like this is very uh oh what's the word it's sort of schadenfreude of me but i look at it and the movie starts and i just think cast of four this movie's gonna be shit you know they can only kill (laughs) one of them otherwise it's mean-spirited so when they're like you have cancer i'm like oh they're They've only scripted that in so that we don't feel bad when he bites the dust because he's the only person on the ship that they can kill and us not think it's mean-spirited. Yeah, he actually very soon after that protects his life more so by insisting that he's in a cage and that they test the waters before dropping him in there. So, yeah, it goes against his whole cancer claim. Yeah. but they- <laughs> yeah, I think he's lying. Yeah, yeah. it's very dubious. <laughs> so they set him up to be the asshole, and he, you know, he's just kind of being arrogant and at one point he starts smoking and they're like, you can't smoke here. And then he's like, oh, well, I'm just going to. I I flew in a private plane and I could smoke on that. They make him put his cigarette out. Uh, Then like 20 minutes later, the French guy is just smoking on the boat and the guy rightfully calls him (laughs) out. He goes, hey, how come you're smoking? And he's like, I know the owner. And then um, he's like, can I have some? And the guy just doesn't give it to him. So you're like, all right, well, they're, they're treating him like the like the dick he was. He um, says it's French humor. That's yeah, his French. <laughs> he says, oh, French humor, and then he calls him Prince, uh, f- the Frog Prince, and then the French guy gets super indignant, it. gets up in his face, and he's like, that is not the joke. <laughs> and then he, and he gets really, de- he's like, I'm sorry, I was, ju- I'm an idiot, I made a stupid joke because I'm an idiot, and I'm so sorry. And then I'm like, oh, this guy's not that bad. But he then you you, you hate him more because he starts treating his son like shit. In that, so so they eventually they eventually come across a shark, 
and um, Halle Berry jumps into the water. Uh, the the son and the millionaire dad get into a cage, get lowered into the water. They either I don't think they get to see a shark, or they do get to see a shark at one yeah, point. Yeah, they see it briefly, but it doesn't even come to them in the cage. Yeah, and then they come out of the cage, and and um, uh, there's so then they go and they try it again, and the the father is really pushing his son to get the fuck back in the cage and go and go again, and the son's like, actually, dad, I don't want to do this. Yeah, the son's taking photos the whole time, and he's like, I got a lot of great photos from that first yeah, drop, I'm so I'm actually good now. Yeah. And his dad's like starts like almost like beating him like get yeah. the fuck back in the cage, yeah. motherfucker. Aggressively trying to zip his like swimsuit back up, and that's when you I don't know that's when I found that um I I took a real shine yeah. to the father because I thought that was a, that's a good kind of <laughs> good relationship I would want to develop with my children one day you know yeah the kid was uh, weird he played it I don't know the first sort of half hour he was in the film he was playing it like he was a serial killer. Like he was yeah. a creepy, he was a creepy kid, and he was being all weird. And then he goes to that first dive, and he comes out, and he loves it, and he's all happy. Yeah. And he's like, "Actually, my character arc is that I'm artistic, and I'd like to be a photographer when I grow up." And my dad doesn't approve. <laughs> and I'm like, "I thought you were going to stab everybody on the boat yeah. up until this point, and now you're a photographer." That's the problem with this movie is that they they set up possible good like mm. plot threads, mm. like. Old rich guy with a death wish. Oh, is he going to start pushing people off the boat? Being yeah. like, oh, I just wanted to see a shark. Well, how about those guys that snuck onto the beach and got all that caviar oh, on the bottom? Yeah. Oh, we missed yeah. the. What, what that was seeing? like a five minutes. The most inexplicable. De- Declan part. and I spoke about this while the movie was playing. So, like, you start the movie off, someone gets killed by a shark. Great. Then you have twenty minutes of like, all right, meet this millionaire. What's the? How are we going to get Halle Berry back out there with sharks? Okay, she needs money. The millionaire will give her money. And then, almost like you'd forgotten twenty five minutes into the film that sharks kill people. <laughs> They insert this scene with a bunch of randoms that go out into the ocean to get like, I don't know, what the fuck they were. Mollusks or some sort of... Some kind of endangered like species from the bottom of the ocean floor that are worth heaps of money. Poachers are out there getting this money. And then of course... Money. Yeah. Yeah, So stacks of money on the bottom (laughs) of the floor of the ocean. They're going to get the booty. And, um, and it's the middle all, of the night as well. It's the middle it's of the night. You can't black. see fucking anything. It's you hear them under the shot. water go, ooh, midnight booty. <laughs> yeah, for, for all the scenes that were really well shot, you can't see anything for like 10 yeah. minutes. And then and then sharks, I mean, we assume because yeah. you can't see anything, sharks kill all three of the poachers. And yeah. It just was a waste of my precious time that that <laughs> scene was in there. Because um, we all know that sharks kill. Yeah, it, it was a weird one where you think that like, is it just to remind you that going into the water is dangerous? Because we, we still remember that from the first scene, and we remember that from, from Jaws. Is Alive Do the Five? Yeah. All of these things. Doesn't that smack of some, I don't know, some executive watching the first cut and being like, put anything in the first four years. I don't care who it is. Yeah. We just need Nobody's a Nobody's died in the last 20 minutes. So yeah. Like, we've run out of shark footage. Just... Make it dark. Yeah, what about that dark footage you guys had? It's not a bad point, though. Like, I can totally see being like, without that scene, there's no more shark attacks for an hour. We need something in the middle. It's almost like they could have cut half an hour worth of footage of seals. they They shouldn't have been adding more time with characters we don't know or care about. And the and that scene was the worst in terms of like the way that it was filmed and blocked. It was just like blurry dark water shots and music and stuff and you're like people are dying i guess i'm not seeing anything here that game of thrones battle was better lit than that (laughs) shark death scene i thought it was my tv i couldn't see a single thing like yeah we had to turn off the lights yeah (laughs) i almost thought that i think i said this to hayden that like maybe they did have more of a story for these characters that were going to tie in and when they looked at the footage, they were just like, we underexposed all of this. This is unusable. And they were like, maybe we can salvage like a shark attack if we just do a lot of bubbles and stuff. Yeah, and that's actual real footage of those guys being killed. So it would have been <laughs> yeah. disrespectful not to use that footage. Yeah. 
Um, so then, yeah, those guys get introduced and disappeared. I don't even think we learn their names or even hear that they died either. Like it's it has no. No, it's just on another it. pickup truck that pulls up behind it and remarks upon like, oh, there's a Toyota pickup. Yeah, there. it's and like a cop or someone who's yeah. like, oh, there's a there's a there's we a don't truck. Know who here. those people were that yeah. found the truck? Even. I mean, maybe it's an environmental message. If you go like scalping for mollusks off the rocks, you deserve to die. Mm. Uh, a shark death. That's, that's why Tembe. That's why Tembe died. He had his pockets loaded <laughs> yeah. with abalone. Yeah. He's like, I'm quitting. I'm quitting tomorrow. I'm I'm stealing shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, you guys don't realize there's solid gold at the bottom of these rocks. Um. So then, yeah. Basically, after they've had their first little cage dive, they've seen a shark, but but he didn't have the experience he wanted, which is that. Uh, the old rich London guy had been begging to be let out of the cage and actually swim with the sharks. That's what he's paying for. That's what he's on this trip for. The shark leaves when he's in the cage. So they're like, we saw it, but he's like, I'm not paying a hundred thousand euros just to see a shark. We got to get back out there. And he keeps saying, you guys got to throw some chum out there, throw a dead fish head or something like get it back over here. And um, they do let them back in. But this time when the shark comes, the London guy lets himself out of the cage goes a bit near the shark does slaps it on the back of yeah, the fin <laughs> t- touches it and does a dancey wiggle and then Halle Berry basically pulls him up and he's like what where the hell are you doing there's like you know you're breaking all the rules this is my ship you gotta do what I say and he's like uh look he goes, come got- on it was a pretty cool dive and yeah. he asked for a high five and she <laughs> high fives him yeah because she can't deny how cool the dive Mid was argument he's like come on you gotta admit that was cool and she like begrudgingly high-fives him while <laughs> still chewing him out. She doesn't skip a beat. She's yeah. screaming at him. She's yeah. like, hell yeah. That was a cool dive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he he's also like, look, I still got my head. I still got my limbs. I'm all here. That was awesome. And then... It pans her, down yeah. and his dick is just missing. <laughs> her response is to go, okay, you want to break the rules and go swimming with the shark? I'm taking you to Shark Alley. <laughs> 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 they go to Shark Alley. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And so she and it's getting late in the day and the sun is going down and Shark Alley does not sound like the kind of place you want to be as the sun's going down. Yeah. Is this is did that okay, I think just before they go to Shark Alley is when they have the big fight. When does that happen? So 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 yeah, then the husband him. and and Halle Berry fight because um it's revealed that uh, he, he, he was sort of message. manipulating her to get out onto the ocean and, and do and something unsafe. He sort of said, like, you know, to the rich guys, like, don't worry, we'll get her out on the boat and I'll, com- I'll coerce her into going into the water with sharks. Don't worry, we'll figure yeah. it out. But to letting um, you go in the water with sharks. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so she finds this out. She loses her shit. And he's like, no, nah. he starts gaslighting her. He's like, no, nah, I was actually doing it to help you. <laughs> yeah. You want to be with sharks and you just needed a push. And she's it's like, you know you what? Love. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I do love sharks. So then, Let's go to then shark she alley. starts acting completely like in spite. Like she's just like, all right, you want to go with the sharks? We're going to shark alley <laughs> in the middle of a storm at night. And you're going to swim with the sharks. Everyone's going to swim with us. She's just like, may as well kill everyone yeah. then. If you're and not they get out there and old rich man's getting a bit sheepish. She's like, Oh, maybe I'll just go inside the, uh, the, the cage, cage this, this time. time. It's fine. She's and like, she's- you want to get in the cage, motherfucker? You're not going in the cage. <laughs> yeah. She's hating it. And also for some reason, like they, they do little things to ramp up the tension. So, they're in the they're in the cage and then you know she says it's mating season which means the sharks get bitey because when sharks are mating they get bitey and then they start to go we're going to shark alley you know the scariest <laughs> and, and part it, of town uh, just with for the, the for the listener for the listener at home every time Declan says shark alley shivers down my spine it's, <laughs> oh it sounds yeah, like there's a bunch of sharks behind carnival attractions being like step right up <laughs> step right up throw a ping pong ball in this shark's mouth and see what you win <laughs> see, see i'm it's picturing run by more sharks like, as well i'm picturing more like you walk down the wrong part of shark alley and like three sharks block you in with knives and they're like give us your wallet this is what you paid a hundred thousand euros a for. magical land that separates real muggle london <laughs> from magical london oh yeah but it's all sharks <laughs> yeah no that's shark drive <laughs> Speaking of shark drive, Greg Norman, right? The shark, he could drive. Oh, mate. Was Remember? he called the shark? He was the, called he the shark. He was the yeah. shark. Who's the shark? Disrespect shark. Greg Norman on this podcast. No, I just didn't. I don't know anything about golf. Look at his leathery skin. That's What's a shark. Tiger Woods called then? The tiger? Uh, the tiger shark? Balloon man. Okay. Greg Norman's really the Paul Hogan of golf, isn't he? He is. He really is. 
We should get Greg Norman on the podcast. Write that down. All right, I'll ask him next. Hey, Ben, do you know Greg Norman? I don't, I'm afraid, but I love how during my guest appearance, you're discussing best, better guests. Uh, what are next some time, other good guests let's that we can get on next the time. Let's get Greg Norman. Let's see if we can... Yeah. Uh, ben, are you, are you good at golf or not? Because we, we can we can wrap this up real quick. Definitely not. I like how the, this plot moment where Halle Berry decides to take them through. I mean, it's oversimplifying it, but she basically goes, "Fine, I'm a fucking murder all of you." Yeah. Like, there's no other solution. Yeah, she's taking them to the danger zone, and um, yeah, even the rich. English guy, instead of being like, oh, yeah, this is what I wanted, he's just like, uh, maybe I'll stay in the cage this time. And she's getting in his face. She's like, oh, now you want to stay in the cage. Now you want to stay in the cage. <laughs> anyway, while they're driving there, the hydraulics on the boat just break, and they are, like, speeding into some rocks. So there's a few seconds of tension. I don't really understand how they had to manually turn the boat away, but... Well, there's a couple options, I would assume. I'm no boatman. I'm no ship gentleman, but you would... I'd assume you'd stop the boat before you'd attempt to try and steer it away from the rocks, right? Yeah. Like, they can still stop yeah, they the still engine. Yeah, rudder or something, right? Or throw an anchor down. Manually pivoting the rudder. But I was surprised that they were so close to rocks because that would be more shark cul-de-sac <laughs> than <laughs> shark alley. But yeah, why didn't they turn the engine off? He's like flooring it. <laughs> turn, turn, hit the fucking brakes. And that, that was a weird moment of like manufactured tension. Where just out of nowhere, it's like, we're full speeding yeah. into these rocks. Well, and then 10 seconds later, they're like, oh, phew, we, we avoided that I somehow. think the reason that that didn't quite land and why I wasn't feeling that tense at the idea of them hitting the rocks is there wasn't a scene 45 minutes earlier where poachers were hit by rocks. <laughs> so I had forgotten that rocks can kill people. Yeah. You couldn't see the rocks. The That's rocks right. were there. Yeah. So then they go to a new area, which is Shark Alley, which is... Not an alley at all. It's just an area of the ocean that has slightly more sharks. <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, it's like dark night, grey, stormy, and the boat fully gets capsized, and the and the guy in the cage, the old guy in the cage, gets like cracked off from the boat and like sinks to the bottom, and they have to like you know turn him over. And then you get like the last twenty minutes of the movie, which is just like, how do we survive the sto- this storm, yeah, the storm now that our boat's capsizes flipped. the boat the the young the young uh son is MIA uh the funny man is like i know there are some tense scenes cuz you know like men in black what yeah yeah men in black yeah he's men in black <laughs> 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 um, there's 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 a tense scene so so the boat flips over and it's always my worst nightmare of getting stuck like under a boat and he's like in like a little cavity of air oh yeah um and he's like gasping for air and then going back out trying to get out of the i don't know the the house part of the boat yeah <laughs> whatever it's called my worst nightmare is a car driving me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and everything's going to shit. And and I thought I thought this part of the movie, if they'd gotten to it sooner, I thought they, they it played pretty well. It was tense enough. You couldn't tell who anyone was because yeah. it was just dark. It was a bunch of people in scuba suits. And none of them were actually. Yeah, they're wearing the full scuba suit, which is basically a ninja outfit, just with the eyes revealed. And because it's dark, you and literally can't tell who's being saved. Honestly, yeah. But we were saying that like to die in that situation is pretty cool because. You know, your eulogy would be like, he died being eaten by sharks while dressed like a ninja. Like, that's just like the childhood dream, right? Is, Basically really. doing kung fu with sea life. Yeah. But I thought that scene played well. I thought, I thought if we had, ju- I don't know, it could have been a tight 70 minute film. Get to that scene. The boat's upside down. They're swimming to the bottom of the ocean floor, unlocking cages, rescuing guys. I did like when. The- when the the guy I can't remember his name, but he's he's hanging onto the side of the boat, the comic relief guy, and this shark comes up and I think bites his foot off, but it's sort of yeah, it's sort of like when you eat a jelly snake and it just kind of stretches out your mouth. This shark just kind of nuzzles him and then his foot kind of stretches off, and I'm like, <laughs> did he just get his foot bitten off? I couldn't tell. <laughs> but like it was weird. It was weird that they front loaded both those. That they backloaded both of those deaths because, like, you're right. If you if you cut that down to 80 minutes, and then you have one of those deaths, and then 20 minutes later the finale, and another one of those deaths, you it sort of at least feels like it's moving. Instead, they're just yeah. doing both at the end for no reason. 
there are movies that you go, oh, that was too long. But this was very clearly like there was a lot of stuff you could cut. It was it was slow moving, and all the scenes were extended. And it took so long to get to places, but you weren't like, well, they had to pack in a lot of plot. You know, you didn't have to show Halle Berry take this couple on a tour for like fifteen minutes about the different things. There were a lot of beautiful shots in the water with the light kind of like reflecting through and twinkling and. Like they looked really nice, but you could literally cut every yeah, second one of them out. There was fifteen minutes of them swimming underwater with seals. Yeah, that's that scene drove me insane. They go to the seal place like three times in this movie. Seal Island is a caption for it. Um, what kind of works, I think, for me is so they're they're all they're all on top of the capsized boat. Everyone's still alive, I think, at this point. Maybe comic relief man's lost his leg, but um. They, they they can't find the younger son. And of course, we don't want the younger son to die because he was like, you know, an artist. fine. And, and an artist, that's right. He's finally coming into his own. Um, and they spot him out in the distance. And so I think, ha- again, it was very hard to see what was happening. But That, mo- that confused the shit out of me because she went yes. off to save him. And then so too did his father. And like, I, don't, I, don't, I was like, did I zone out? She went for the lifeboat. Oh. oh she was right. nowhere near anybody. It took me ages to figure out what she was doing. And then I'm like, where is she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the lifeboat almost looked like just a big beer keg, right? But I guess if, you... If it was a beer keg, I would have been down there in five minutes <laughs> yeah. back up Hell easy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean, boys? Hell yeah. Oh, boy. Imagine if the sea was beer. Though. Oh, that'd be sick. That'd actually be so sick. Yeah. Yeah. I would so, go. I would no, you imagine how drunk the, the sharks would be? Oh, yeah. You, I'd have a Shark Alley's going to be a rough place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'd be like, give me another. <laughs> <laughs> Pour me another bit of ocean. It'd have to be Guinness to match the title of the uh, film. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, the father spots his son, swims way out, um... Uh, to save him, does save him, drags him back to the boat. And, you know, this is a story of redemption. The mean father actually, you know, steps up and is a good dad for once. Um, And then, of course, old great white comes up and takes his father and, and he so, sort of just gives up he does give up he's having well, a, he's having some he, sort he of fight, he, he has a, he has a he's cancer, cancer attack. attack he's it's having a cancer, cancer attack. attack yeah i liked how because he at the start of the movie he's trying to impress his diving qualifications upon Halle Berry so that she'll take him out. And he lists all this stuff he's done. He's like, I've done an EVAC 76 at 1,800 metres or, I don't know, lists a whole bunch of stuff. And then at the end, like, I get it. It's a storm and there's sharks and he's having a cancer attack or whatever. (laughs) It's 20 metres. It's 20 metres. Yeah. (laughs) And it's that life or death, like, you'd hope the adrenaline's pumping and is able to get you through it. But, I mean, with all that beer he's consumed being (laughs) under the water, he's probably wasted, you know. And we always knew he was going to die. You can't show up in a shark movie and just be like insulting everyone and <laughs> flaunting your wealth and breaking the rules. Like, but he's he's lingering there for like a minute. Like he, they, they like swim back yeah, and they cut to there. Halle Berry and they'll cut back to him and he's still kind of having trouble. I'm like, just eat him. <laughs> just kill him. Maybe if they'd let him have a cigarette earlier. If you're fleeing from a shark, doggy paddle is not your best option. <laughs> no. <laughs> or just sort of like lying, kind of kicking. I don't know. He, he, uh, he's, co- he's coughing. He's got his cancerous coughs that make him sound like a seal. <laughs> <laughs> that just attracts the sharks more. What was annoying, actually, again, I, I, I guess I just hate seals, but, you know, you have these, like, artful shots where the uh, camera goes underwater and it's like... Mm. Yeah. And then you come back up for air and you hear, like, you know, seagulls and stuff, but you also hear the sound of a thousand seals yeah. going... <laughs> yeah. It was so like a annoying. baby crying yeah. or something. Yeah. I found a lot of the, the sounds to be quite weird and, and they did it a lot where whenever the water was underneath, it would pop up and the sound would change and then it would go back under and it would... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, then a helicopter saves the ones that are alive, which are Halle Berry, her husband, and the little kid. Yeah, but it's not over because then it comes back after it fades out and it fades back in, and it's the shark flying the helicopter and it just (laughs) (laughs) rains down bullets on them. Yeah. Uh, Well, I think yeah, the 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 epilogue of this movie was was the the most like groan worthy part of the movie because it 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 comes in the way that the movie comes in. 
where it's it's shots of the ocean and then Halle Berry's narration about a beautiful book yeah. Oh yeah, and it was and didn't she even do like a when I was a kid, all I ever wanted to do was swim with the sharks. Yeah. Yeah. That was at the start of the film, wasn't it? Well, she does it again. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and she so she's it. back. What was at the start was be careful of what you love because it might kill you. Yeah. 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 There was a lot of like really bad thematic, like trying to sum it up. And you're like, that, is if that you love something, it might kill you. And uh, it's like, that's not the lesson you learned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is because he wants cigarettes the whole time. <laughs> he loves cancer cigarettes. attack. Yeah. Right. I also loved that when he wasn't allowed to smoke, he said, all right, but I'm going to be cranky later <laughs> on, which is such a weird thing for like a 50 plus year old man to say, like, <laughs> I'm going to be cranky later on. And then he, when he got into that fight with his son, he was like, you know, I told you guys I would be cranky <laughs> later on. I can't help that I'm physically abusing my son. I don't have any <laughs> cigarettes. I mean, and he was, he was smoking before they left. She's yeah. like, you can't smoke on the boat. All right, I'll be back in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, they're on the shore. Also, why can't he smoke on the boat? There's plenty of water around to put out any potential fires that he starts. Well, that's just not... I think they're just being controlling, honestly. I wonder if they'd be allowed to watch they, the mask. When you say they, you just mean women? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Generally, whenever I'm speaking, I'm <laughs> referring to women. I wonder if they'd be able to watch the mask on uh, on that boat. Because of that scene You're where Jim Carrey... smoking! Car- I Jesus think people Christ. are allowed to okay. say All it. Right. I think they're just not allowed to actually smoke, yeah. But they can't wear green masks on either. That's just distracting. Because then we'd be able to tell who was who in the water and just just (laughs) not agree with that at all. I found it weird that, you know, the movie still plays like... It plays like Halle Berry has a redemption arc, you know, like like she's fallen back in love with the ocean and and now her business will be okay. And it's like... No, she's just done even worse. She's even yeah. more traumatized. She's, she's personally responsible for more deaths than she was yeah. originally. She never left the ocean. In fact, she wasn't sufficiently traumatized by my standards <laughs> to what happened at the beginning of the movie mm. that she should then just continue working in the same line of like shark yeah. tours. She's like, I don't swim with the sharks, but I still am in a boat all day around the same areas. Right. Yeah. You know what would have been great if she fell in love with bringing people to Shark Alley and then. <laughs> Capsizing boats. Now, serious question. Did the rich Englishman pay in advance? Because well, if That's you... what they said was going to happen. Okay. Because yeah. if you die via shark attack, you don't have to pay $100,000 and she still loses her boat. Maybe she gets an insurance payout for the boat. Her boyfriend said to her, listen, the money's already in your account about halfway through the film, which was where, because I was thinking about that, I'm like, this is a plot hole because... This old rich guy is the only one who can really die for the rest of this movie, as well as the comic oh. relief. Um, but you could just tell when script notes patch up those plot holes. Yeah. So that everyone's like, well, how does she get the money? I'll just have someone say the money's already in your account halfway through the film. Yeah. Well, maybe they just had a beginning and end, and all the rest were just the script notes, and they were like, we've got a perfect spot for that, <laughs> yeah. right in the middle. No, he had to be paid in advance to fix the boat so they could go on this expedition. Yeah, but then as soon as they got on, remember, he was like, what kind of rinky-dink operation is this? And they're like, it's fine. The boat's going to be fine. But yeah, like the first time he stepped on the boat, the Englishman like Mm. made some comment about how shit it was. Foreshadowing. So, yeah, I guess we've made it to the end of the movie. Yeah. Which is good because we did it a lot quicker than the actual movie did it. Thank fuck for that. Yeah. It felt like they didn't really have a full script and they just had like look we got five actors we got 25 million dollars we got a shark we're going to south africa one shark and um like we can just just make up some stuff like you know now you guys have an argument now you step in and be a dickhead now you argue with your son now you guys try and stop him and like you could kind of improvise the movie almost it was like i said it when we were watching it that it reminded me of the crocodile hunter movie but because that movie is essentially like a story stitched into him doing his uh, his sketches with animals, <laughs> where he like. But th- that was more jarring to watch because the two different ways of like editing those footage looked completely differently. In this movie, they did a pretty good work uh, job of like stitching together all the awesome seal shots that 
Hayden didn't like with the actual story. It's Borat with sharks. Sasha Baron Cohen is actually yeah, yeah. a shark, and then they, <laughs> they inject the uh, filler scenes. Well, that's the thing, though. Borat's $1 million. Where the hell did $25 million go with this oh, movie? Sharks aren't yeah, cheap. That's a lot it of was money. pretty well shot. I thought, you know, some of the, the sparkling ocean and the boat in the bay, and it all looked it looked surprisingly good. Yeah. It, yeah, it did look really good for the... Other than the shots that you couldn't really see... And the, I'm not going to say any particular actor did not too well. Maybe the funny guy. No, he was good. I it was the, they were all fine. The kid was the only one that I thought was a bit weird. He, I didn't realize where he was from. His accent like just didn't make sense to me. Mm, it meandered. I liked the old man. I thought he did a good job. Yeah, and, and he was one of the royal guards in the Phantom Menace. So there you go. And that's why I liked him. Yeah. Well, he deserved a lead role as as an asshole, as a rich asshole. <laughs> He finally paid his dues. If the budget was $25 million, how much do we think Halle Berry got? Because, you know, you watch a movie like this and you go, well, why would she have done this movie? And if the answer is, well, she got to go on vacation in South Africa, see all these animals, and she got paid $10 million, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. $10 million, that's pretty... That's that's like, what, 40% of the budget? I could see that. I could see it going to her. If they I feel like $10 million's too high, but maybe five. I don't know. What does a movie star get paid these days? I think the very top ones are getting like 10. I mean, there's Marvel people that get, maybe get like some back end or something. But I'm pretty sure. I remember Brad Pitt got $9 million for Inglorious Bastards. That's all I know. And that was a big deal? That was like a that was like a reasonable quote for him. Yeah, he got Brad so, Pitt. Yeah, so maybe like the higher people were getting like 15, 20. Maybe like your Will Smiths or your Tom Cruises or something. But. Why is Will Smith so? He's been in so many shitty movies. Like, is it what? Is it just because? He was why the is fresh he so prince. big? Is that all it is? He's the Fresh Prince. I think he's just got a Who certain charisma people man. like to watch. Look, we're not talking yeah. about you know the kind of guy who's in like a monsters ball, yeah, you know, or a dodgeball. It's easy to forget these days, but like Will Smith was in Men in Black and Independence Day in the same year. And yeah. Independence Day, I mean, it's it's pretty rickety now, but it was the biggest movie. It was Avatar back then, so, you really? know. And he rapped. Yeah. Welcome oh, to Miami. Yeah, he would also be on the soundtracks for his movies. That's You get a song as well for the price. Wild, wild West. Yippee, oh, yippee. Mm. Yeah. I was one of those kids that you, <laughs> you know you have movies that you like when you're a kid and then you grow up and you realise everybody hated it? I loved yeah. Wild Bob West. It was one of my <laughs> favourite films. And everyone's like, that yeah, is one of the worst movies ever made. I'm like, are you serious? It's the best. <laughs> it's got a giant mechanical spider. That's that's all I need. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like a child wrote it, which is probably why I enjoyed it as a child. <laughs> it's up there with the, the tuxedo, which is a Jackie Chan movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Weird movie. The, the tagline for that movie was, if at first you don't tuxedo. And then uh, I never really made sense to me, but that's what it was. It's a good tagline. Hey, Ben, oh, uh, in the pantheon of shark-related or ocean-related films, where does this one rank? Um, and and if, if you've seen many, um, what would be your favourite? Look, it's, it's pretty low because of the lack of shark uh, action <laughs> in it. I mean, I, I, I'm happy to lower my standards to suit a movie's genre as is applicable to the film. Um, uh-huh. There's one particularly bad shark movie that I think is worse, which is, I can't remember what it's called, but they only had stock footage of the sharks. And so, <laughs> so they and they couldn't do, at least this movie showed people getting bitten, but they every time the shark moved, they would just cut and it would be a David Attenborough documentary and then somebody screaming <laughs> or uh, they were already dead or disappeared. Um, and my favourite hands down, is Deep Blue Sea. Yes. It's the pinnacle of B-movie shark monstrosity mayhem. The CGA is bad, but that movie holds up in a way that few movies' energies can 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 keep a movie from aging. And that, that was that one movie. of the first M-rated movies I saw in cinemas. I think that that and Deep Impact. Also, they, go, the same time. they go pretty hard in that film for M, you know? Yeah. yeah. Sam, Sam Jackson gets tossed between sharks. I mean... Yeah, he does a big monologue and then this shark like eats his arm or something. Just tears yeah. him around. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, ah, oh, I love that movie. Do you think when Jaws was obviously like kind of the first big summer blockbuster and it changed the game for movies and people were like afraid to go to the water and everyone saw Jaws and then they made three, four sequels of it, 
at what point did shark movies go from like prestige blockbuster like top shelf movies to like sharknado six and just the weird genre it is now where it is like a b movie at best i think i think it's oh sorry you go. Uh, anything I would have had to have said would have been a really badly uh, formed joke that wouldn't have made sense or landed. So please go ahead. I just think I think that because they're underwater, I think that their budgets catch up to them a little bit faster than perhaps they hope in the pitch meeting. But I think that in general, across the board, that genre, if you go a bit broader than sharks, you know, crawl was great. That was an alligator movie mm. from a couple of years ago. Um, Rogue, an Australian alligator movie, also good. So what is it about sharks? I don't know. Maybe they're just they're too implausible to properly chase people or, 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 you know, get involved in that way, I guess. Well, that's why I think I like The Shallows, because that's a movie, I think, about a deranged shark. It really is Jaws the Revenge, because I think it, like, remembers her. And so the fun of that movie is that you're like, this shark doesn't exist, mm. but here it is and it's a fucking psycho it's, and i'm there for it does that one have um oh what's his name uh, jack black in it as well it's like the sequel to shallow hell right right yeah. that's the shallows. the shallows it's about the shallow i just family. remembered at the yeah. end of <laughs> at like the end of this movie um at the end of dark tide 2012 during that monologue she does or the little kind of narration she just says something like we found this big mama great white shark and we tagged it and we tracked it for 11,000 kilometers to North Australia and then it came back. And I was, what, what was the point in that? I think I like, <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> it's just meant to show her like love for the shark. Yeah. Yeah. It's meant to illustrate that she, she still loves shark. That she would keep making like she, she would shark documentaries. Making, yeah. Shark documentaries with her husband. But also, what else is a shark going to do with its yeah. life? Like, of course, it's going to swim great distances. Yeah. If or it just sat there in the same zone, it would get boring. Oh, before before we get into the ratings, I did want to go back to one moment of the movie where she points out that uh, there's a male shark and she uh, the English guy is like, how do you know it's a male oh, shark? Yeah. He's like, you can tell by the anal glands. No. On, on, on <laughs> anal fins. Anal fins. The yeah. Casper's on its anal fins. The yeah. Casper's on its anal fins. They're it's like, like two, two penises. penises. Yeah. Which was just an interesting like way of, um, I guess, showing your knowledge on any situation. If someone asks a question, you just go, well, look at its anus. <laughs> don't you know anything about sharks? I mean, it actually goes quite a long way to explaining why the sharks killed everybody. They're like, if this <laughs> yeah. woman sticks her finger up my butt one more time. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, look, I, I, I'd like to give this film a, a, a score out mm. of 10, if that's okay with you guys. Go on. I, I, I had a monster's ball watching this film. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the sharks were impeccable. The <laughs> the performances from the sharks. The, wa- the water was wet. Oh, yeah. And um, the seaweed, uh, just right. <laughs> Uh, look, I, I didn't, I didn't hate, I didn't hate this film, and not, not, not as much as some of the other ones I've watched. I enjoyed it. It was too long. I think tighten that baby up to a nice seventy-five minute, or it would have been more fun. I give it a four. And I had a monster's ink watching this movie. <laughs> Absolutely, story as old as time. Tell it to your grandchildren. Tell it to your brothers. Tell it to your sisters. This one went all the way back to home base and round again for another run. Got it's got to be a three point eight from old Morgan Quinn on Truly Run Potatoes. <laughs> no, I had a real monster with Charlize Theron with this movie. I was pissed. I wanted to kill someone in a car. Um, yeah, too long. <laughs> And and with the amount of motion in the movie, I did oh, yeah. start feeling seasick. That's yeah. true. It yeah. was all shot in like close-ups and they were bobbly on a boat close-up. So after a while, you're feeling it. The, wor- the worst thing about this podcast is not uh, schlock. That's the best thing you can hope for. You get You get some hammy acting, you get some terrible stuff that you can have fun with. This was just waiting on a boat. There's a point where they're like, how long to Shark Alley? And they're like... One one and a half hours, and I was like, "Is that how long we've got left here?" I, I thought, "Good and hard." This is, I'll give it some points for how beautiful certain shots look, but it's a three. That's it's a two point nine. Wow, 
Wow. I would just quickly say before we get to your review, Declan, mm-hmm. I think the reason Shark Alley made me laugh so much <laughs> is I think we, we watched um, Staying Alive, which was the sequel to uh, Friday, Saturday Night Fever. And I think the production that John Travolta was in Satan's was called Satan's, Satan's Alley. Alley. So yeah. it just reminded me of that, which was ridiculous. Well, I had a real Monstars from Space Jam watching this movie. Um, yeah, I think Mitch is right. I think the fact, if it was schlocky, if it was Sharknado, I would have enjoyed it a lot more if it yeah. knew what it was. But this movie seemed to somehow think that it was like an emotional, uh, dramatic movie. And it really wasn't. It almost had no genre, this movie. Like, it's a movie with a shark, but yeah. It wasn't scary. It wasn't funny. It was just like a real dial tone of a movie. Sharks were not funny. Yeah. (laughs) But when they said Shark Alley, I started to picture and I was like, you could make an awesome B-movie called Shark Alley. Don't go to Shark Alley past midnight. Those sharks don't fuck around. And, you know, my imagination started to run wild. When you pair Shark Alley with anal fins, you've got (laughs) gold. And if, if she'd been like... You have to shoot it in its anal fins. It's the only way to take it down. Like, might have made sense. But yeah, it was it was just very long. I feel like you could easily cut 35 minutes out and make it like a fairly tight... Again, it was beautifully shot. It was actually like production values were really good. Halle Berry was really good. So I'm going to give it, honestly, a 2.8 out of 10. And then I'll pass to Ben for your kind of wrap up and review, if you will, sir. Yeah, I'd like to start by apologising because everybody has commented on the length of the film and Declan proposed initially that we watch a lean 80-minute crime thriller but I couldn't find it anywhere and so we had to go with this one because it was available on um, on Google Play. Uh, so it's my fault that we've been subjected to the extra 40 minutes of content. We would have had to watch it eventually yeah, anyway. That's it was, okay. It's still on our list and we've committed our lives to this list so... Don't take it too personally. But I agree. I think it was totally genreless. I think that the guy who made it walked into the studio, gave him a horror film pitch, got $25 million, and then walked out and went, right, I'm making Manchester by the sea, you know. <laughs> I'm going to try my best to do this relationship drama. Yeah, I, I, I liked the cinematography. There's something in there. There's something in there if it was 30 minutes shorter or 40 minutes shorter and with just a little a little bit of a script rewrite. One of the things with shark movies, the weird thing about this, you compare it to Jaws or Deep Blue Sea or whatever, there's always somebody that wants something. They don't have to be the antagonist, but there's always somebody that wants something that puts the other people in danger. And this this didn't happen in this movie. In Jaws, it's the mayor. He wants to keep the tourism up. In Deep Blue Sea, they're trying to find a cure for Alzheimer's or whatever. In all of these monster movies, but nobody wants something that puts anyone in danger in this movie. So it's just sits there until until the perfect storm happens at the end and then it's over. Um, so, But I thought the cast was pretty good, actually. I thought they did a goodish job with what they had. So I go with the 3.2. Roger that. It was generous. Yeah. All right. Well, well there you have it. That What was that movie called again? <laughs> Dark Tide. The Dark Knight. Yes, yeah, so The Dark Knight by Dark. Halle Berry. Dark Knight 2. And the sequel Tale. is The Dark Tide Rises. <laughs> Um, that was great. Ben, um, you're in lockdown there at the moment. You can't get out and about and play shows interstate. You can't go swimming uh, or with even, sharks. even locally, I think. But but have you got some stuff coming up or anything that you'd like to get out to our audience of millions? Uh, no shows. They're all on, on sort of hold. But I do write books, crime novels. So Benjamin Stevenson, one's called Greenlight, one's called Either Side of Midnight. They're pretty good, I think. So if people want to read them. So I've read Either Side of Midnight, and it was pretty good. Um, The one thing I realized while reading it was it was a story about twins, and uh, one of the twins had had been killed, and it's kind of the mystery of, you know, why he might have been killed. And uh, I also know that you are a twin, and so do you want to kill your twin brother? I mean, the, the twins in the book are also stand-up comedians as well. So <laughs> James was quite offended. My brother's name is James. When the book published, he's like, hang on, you, you've you killed me off. <laughs> and I said to him, I'm like, look, the twins in this book, it's called Either Side of Midnight because they're born, one's born five minutes before midnight and one's born five minutes after, but also they're sort of different personalities. But basically what I said to my brother was, look, it's your choice. You can choose to be offended that I've killed you off 
because the twin that dies in the book is the handsome, charismatic, funny one, or you can choose not to be killed off and admit that I'm the handsome, charismatic, funny one, to which James said, you killed me off. See, I, I read your most recent book as well, which was riveting. It was called Dry Cleaners, Dry Cleaners, Dry Cleaners. Um, where it's postmodern, you know. I was, you know, yeah. trying some experimental techniques. Yeah, <laughs> where like the sort of the slightly older, more senior member of staff murders the younger guy who can't quite iron those creases perfectly. But anyway, it was it was entertaining. Yeah. So we've had some really cool guests on, and a lot of them have like touched Morgan in a way that you know has has kept with him for life. And I think Ben teaching Morgan over 10 years ago how to iron pants has just really stuck with him. This guy has the most creaseless pants you'll see. It's true. Can I, I just bring say, it up Morgan? Every episode. It's a ta- it, I mean, I hated that job so much. <laughs> it was the absolute worst. I mean, there's so many things that I don't want to get sued at on a podcast, but it was just the worst. <laughs> but when I met my wife, I'm like, oh, I'll iron my shirt. Yeah, sure. I'll 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 just I'll iron that for you. Yeah. Do 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 do. And they're like, "Wow, you're really good at ironing." I'm like, "Damn right I am. Marry me." <laughs> so it's a good talent. Yeah, I suck at it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you have to blame your teacher there, really. You know, yeah. Poor poor uh, guidance, I guess. Um, and, and you have a podcast as well, right? Uh yeah, we've got one season. It's called Effed Up Families. It's on Nova. Um, so and me and my twin brother talk about a set of effed up an effed up family every week so we sort of look into you know there was a family of cannibals there was a family that got shipwrecked on the open ocean and attacked by sharks um just families that have sort of messed up lives and histories and uh, we go through that cool great and the other thing i believe you have is a kind of like an audio novella on audible right oh yeah you guys have to (laughs) you've done your research um yes it's called find us it's free for audible members um, and you also can get free audible trials. Um, it's short. It goes for four hours. It's a really twisty, really twisted crime thriller book. Um, came out a month ago. It's doing phenomenally well. I'm so happy with it, and people seem to be loving it. Um, so if you like big twists, give that one a whirl. No sharks. Awesome. Oh, okay. Well, we'll probably won't list. I'll probably cancel my audible now. I'm buying it now. I'm <laughs> yeah. buying it now for zero point zero zero dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Wow. But you don't read the audiobook, do you? You've you've hired someone to do it for no, you. No, they right? get they get professionals. Yeah. No. Did you offer? Were you like, come on, let me get in there? People want to hear me. <laughs> it's too hard. I I don't trust my acting enough on, uh, even if it was someone else's book. But I'm too close to it, so it's actually quite good. A lot of authors are really really protective of their their um, books. You know when they adapt them into films or something they might cling on to them or or want to supervise the changes i personally believe that anybody who wants to make things out of my books i want to see what they can do and i want to trust their professionalism and and their skills um if they're the right person that i've already chosen to do it and they're keen to do it so i was happy audible i just said you guys make it. I've written it. You make it, and let's let's see your interpretation of it. Is that on the cards for you? Is anyone looking at adapting any of your writing into a film? And if it gets zero percent, will you come on the podcast and we can talk about it? Oh, absolutely! I will talk about it. Um, my first two books, Either Side of Midnight, is is part of a different project, so it won't be made into a film. It'll be made into something unique that I'm not sure I can talk about. Um, it's not that high profile. I just don't know if it, if I can talk about it or not. And then my next novel, we're talking to people. So you never know. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show. It's been a blast from the past. Yeah, cheers, guys. Really appreciate it. It's really good to be able to just connect to someone who knows that Southside Canberra life. I feel like it gave me a good understanding of of shark films you know i was i was attacked by a mutant shark in the isabella plains waterways during a flash flood and you know i just had to learn to love isabella plains again you never know what you're gonna find in those storm drains thank you very much for coming on and um best of luck with all your future endeavors and hopefully you're not locked down for too much longer ben cheers guys